Hello, everyone, from the astounding, uh, what is it, the astounding room in my basement in which I record in. Uh, you're listening to Sharp Talks. It's the show with sharp topics and even sharper talks. As always, <coughs> I'm sorry about that, that you just had to hear that real loud. As always, I'm your most epic and cool host, Sharpie, also known as Mateo. And today, I may sound a little different. I'm a little stuffed up today. I'm a little stuffy. You know, allergies get to you, or sometimes you just don't blow your nose, so... Uh, at some point, I'll probably have to re- pause the recording and go blow my nose or something, but sometimes you just get a little bit stuffy, you know, especially with it starting to get warmer outside now and pollen, uh, flowing through the air and all that fun stuff. But, um, today, uh, I, I was, I, I always write down what I want to talk about beforehand, you know, because I just don't like talking Unless I side tangent, then I then I love to do that. Once like something pops into my like I, I say something and a synapse pops in my brain and it fires. Uh, what is it? Uh, protein? No, not protein. Protons. It's, it fires neutrons with like potassium and something else from one synapse to another. It goes pew 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 pew. You know, and yeah. So uh, besides that, I usually like to <laughs> see. I already did one. Besides that, I usually like to write down what I'm going to talk about so I don't get lost in my own thoughts or I just sit there uh, wondering what I need to say. So uh, today, uh, a huge chunk of what I'm going to talk about is uh, my favorite visual novel, Katawa Shoujo, Katawa Shoujo, if you would. Uh, but I do have a little, I do have a little bit snippet before that about uh, trailers and stuff, and I forget why I put this in here. I think I was just looking for topics, and I was like, you know, there's one thing I haven't talked about yet that I really love. So, uh, yeah, we'll get into tra- so 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 the topic for the trailers is uh, trailers that hooked you instantly. You know, you, you know, like uh, like you see a trailer for something that you're somewhat vaguely interested in, or something that you're not even interested in at all, and uh, you watch the trailer and you're like, I'm sold. They have my money. I'm gonna buy their product immediately. You know, those kind of trailers that they're hype enough to sell you. Like, you don't need to see the the actual product, but, like, the trailer is is more than enough for you to see. And this isn't only movie trailers. This is, like, game trailers, uh, TV show trailers, uh, UFC fight trailers, pay-per-view trailers. You know, anything that has a trailer to hype it up. Because all that trailer, uh, trailer is is marketing. You know, all that a trailer is is marketing to try to get you to buy their product. So, and hey. Sometimes they do a really, really good job. And that's the whole point of it is to make them money because more money equals more money. Wait, what was it? More money equals happier person. And happier person means you're the better person. Hell, yeah, that's how it goes. The more money you have, the better of a person you are in the world. That's how it really works. We all know that. Definitely not being sarcastic at all or anything. Uh, but, yeah. As I was saying that, I looked down at my paper and I saw one of the characters' names I'm going to be talking about, but it reminded me of, uh, what, is, what is it, Ikamafune? Ikamafune from, uh, oh, what's that book called? The, the, the Ikamafune uh, with, that's, hold on, let me Google this real quick. Ikamafune, isn't that, um, uh, uh, what is it, the book with Okonkwo where he, in Africa? In Africa, Okonkwo is uh, Things Fall Apart. Yeah. Ikeme. I'm gonna. Ikeme. Fune. Ikeme Fune? Things Fall Apart, Ikeme Fune. It's Okonkwo's boy. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was Oconquo. Yeah, it was Oconquo's adopted son. That's right. How am I so smart? When did I read that? When did that? When did I read that book? Uh, sophomore year of high school, four years ago. Was that four years ago? Sophomore year was twenty sixteen. Yep, four years ago, four and a half years ago, because it was the first semester. Right now we're in the second semester of school. If you were in high school, so it would have been four and a half years ago. I read Things Fall Apart, and I still know Ikumafune and Okonkwo and the story behind it all. But that's something else for another day. We're not talking about books today. Hell no. Books are lame as hell. I'm not a nerd. I don't read books. I'm just kidding, by the way. I do read some books. Especially manga. Uh, actually, uh, manga in Japanese is actually just called comics. It's just a translation, so uh, comics doesn't get referred to as... Uh, blah, blah, blah. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> I read graphic novels. There we go. Mutual term. Along with books. I read And art books. Art books are crazy. Another side tangent, off the side tangent, because I haven't even talked about trailers yet. Art books are crazy cool, dude. I love art books. I have, let me count real quick. I've got like seven art books from games and TV shows that I have. That's crazy. It's not that much, actually, but like, for a book that doesn't tell a story and only has pictures, that's pretty, that's pretty decent. That's a pretty good chunk. Let's keep it a buck fifty with you. But anyway, I think I've I think I've uh, straight away like from Dante's Inferno straight away from the path for far too long. I need a guide to read me back, but there is no guide here, and I am the only one talking. So I just have to find the will in myself to bring myself back, which I am doing right now. So excuse me. Oh my gosh, hold on. There we go. So, uh, trailers that hooked me immediately. Number one, Super Mario Odyssey for the Nintendo Switch. You, you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen the trailer? If not, pause right now and go watch it. I'll give you, like, two-second break so that when you pause, you know, like, like, okay, ready for it? Pause right now. Did you watch it? It was pretty cool, wasn't it? Uh, that, that was the, um, uh... I don't know if you watched the E3 or the reveal trailer. Don't watch the reveal trailer where they announce the name. Watch the E3 trailer where they show gameplay for it. That trailer is sick, let me tell you. So, what was it? E3 2017, because the game came out in October of that year. So, E3 2017, the Super Mario Odyssey trailer, where it's a pan... I remember this trailer like from heart because uh, I've seen it so many times because it's so good. Mostly because one aspect, but we'll get to that later. But uh, the the 2017 E3 Super Mario Odyssey trailer starts off with a T-Rex, Tyrannosaurus Rex, in a big open field. First of all, who the fuck is going to assume it's a Mario game? I thought it was going to be some shitty Monster Hunter game or something. But they took me by surprise. And then he goes, wahoo! You know, after showing that he's the T-Rex and he pops out. And then, boom. Jump Up Superstar by Pauline. Also being reintroduced into the Mario universe. Pauline from the original Super Mario. Or not from the original Donkey Kong. Excuse me. She was the one... uh, She was the original princess that got captured by Donkey Kong. Before uh, Princess Peach came along. So Pauline's reintroduced singing uh, Jump Up Superstar. You know? Here we go. Off the rails. You know it's time to raise our sails. That song 
at the it, oh my god dude just that song is so good anything in the trailer doesn't matter that song captivates the audience and sells you at least it was it sold the game for me and then you know you actually play the game and it's also really good but i didn't know that at that time you know it's just a just a trailer i'm gonna adjust my mic real quick you might get some you know hopefully it wasn't too bad <laughs> uh but yeah that 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 song was oh my gosh dude that song is like chronic like they knew they knew what they were doing with that song let me tell you brother hulk hogan brother but anyway uh, i digress too much but uh also a selling point for me which you know it's just the title was Odyssey, you know, because, dude, 2017, uh, Sharpie Mateo, that kid loved Greek mythology, let me tell you. That kid was super, I mean, I still do, but, like, back then was when I was learning about it for the first time. Uh, because uh, E3 2017 was during the summer, it was in, like, July, and that following school year, I took a... A mythology and J.R.R. Tolkien class. So I learned a lot about mythology. So that was also a selling point was learning about the Odyssey and the Iliad. Or the Iliad and the Odyssey, my bad. And then the Aeneid, eventually. Shout out to Virgil and Homer. Homer Simpson, by the way. Not this other weirdo writer Homer. We're talking about Homer Simpson. And Virgil, the poet. Poet? Philosopher? poet from the Aeneid from like the 1200s but yeah Super Mario Odyssey Odyssey I thought it was gonna be like somewhat Greek mythology related but then I realized Odyssey the word just means like um uh, a journey you know a journey across new lands because you know that's what Odysseus did based uh, Odysseus uh root word for <laughs> I don't know if that's true but with the root word for um uh odyssey you know because odysseus went on his odyssey you know all over the world you know he went to the he went to the cyclops's cave he went to the wind god's tunnel he went to that one uh sexy lady that like had tried to captivate him and then he had a family for like three years or something right he did something where he was lost for three years or something like that and then he finally came back home. I'm definitely missing a lot of points in there. But, like, that's the basic summary. And that's what happened to Mario. Except he went to, like, different worlds. He went to, like, 20 different worlds. And then he eventually... And then he goes back home. <laughs> so, there you go. That's, that is that is Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> but, dude, Greek mythology is so cool. Let me tell you. Oh, my God. I could do... Uh, that's a whole episode of itself is Greek mythology. Isn't me talking about Greek mythology and how cool it is, especially Zeus. Now, I know, like, Zeus is a weirdo. Like, most people think Zeus is a weirdo. Like, he's banged all these women. He's kind of a weirdo. He's, like, the worst god of them all because he's kind of a massive piece of shit. But honestly, I think he's the fucking coolest. King of the gods, but that's a i just hit my mic i do that a lot i realize i hit my mic on accident because i move my head when i talk and i move my hands so sometimes i'll hit my mic and you'll get a poop, poop, you know how about that pop filter did you protect that we'll see later <laughs> i don't know if my pop filter actually works like it's positioned right and everything but uh this is also a shitty like 40 dollar mic so i don't know how the how good the quality on it at all is you know it's got the it's got the wait can you hear this 
that was I was rubbing my mic with my finger. I don't know if it works because I have a I have a cover over my actual microphone. You know, I have like a what is it called? Like a fuzzy, like a fuzzy cover. What's this? What's this material called? You'd find it on other stuff, but I don't know what it's called. And I like off the top of my head, I can't think of what other stuff you'd find it on. But it's like a fuzzy material over my actual mic. Then I have the pop filter over that. Pop filter is supposed to top, stop me from going. I don't know how well it works, but uh, that's that's besides the point. Come on. Uh, but more trailer. Okay, picture this. You are, at least I was. Where was I when I saw this trailer? Okay, this trailer, I was uh, in, I was in honors chemistry class, senior year of high school during the first semester. I finished my test early, so I got to leave the classroom. Not like leave school, but I got to leave the classroom, and I went to a different classroom where I just sat on my phone and watched stuff. And my buddy at the time, he's still my buddy, but I haven't talked to him in like three years. My buddy Marlo uh, pulled up his iPad, and he said, you want to watch this with me? And what did we watch that was so cool? We watched the Avengers Infinity War trailer, dude. And let me tell you, knowing that the Avengers were going to get their fucking asses beat in a movie, that made me so hyped to watch it. Because honestly, there's nothing better in a superhero movie than watching them get their ass kicked by a good supervillain. Now let me tell you, Thanos, a good villain. Uh, mostly only in the cinematic universe because they build them up for like, you know, 10 years. But uh, <laughs> that's besides the point. And then the same thing with Endgame. I remember I was in Endgame. I was waiting for the trailer to drop all day, and I finally watched it at, like, 9 a.m. when it came out, and it captivated me immediately. And uh, what else? What else is a good trailer? Oh, this one is a recent trailer. Also, it's the last one, because I couldn't think of any off the top of my head, because... <sighs> Excuse me, I yawned. Uh, I couldn't think of any off the top of my head, because, you know, this isn't, this isn't the... This isn't the meat and beans of the... Of the of the show today you know this is the appetizer you know this is the water you know you drink the water this is the bread at olive garden or the soup or the salad this isn't the pasta this isn't the pasta the pasta the pasta <laughs> that reminded me i know somebody who pronounces it pasta and like when he says to take something out of his pocket he goes i need to take something out of my pocket like pocket i think it's a upper michigan thing you know a youper thing or canadian thing a pocket, a pocket, because also when they say about, they say a boot, you know, or about, a boot, something like that where they pronounce their O's uh, and U's differently, but also pocket doesn't have a U, but I guess it's like one of those weird words also, pocket, let me take out my pocket, who knows, man, youpers are weird people, I'm just, I say that, I say that lovingly, I don't say it actually, with any malicious intent i'm just saying it as a as a lower peninsula person just uh always shooting the shit because th it's funny to do but i i have no malice towards them they are just as cool of people as we are hell yeah <sighs> oh my goodness excuse me doubly on holy shit but okay now i know we have... Oh, that's all of it for the trailers, by the way. I don't know if I said that. No, I, I, I didn't talk about Kong versus Godzilla. 
Kong versus Godzilla is the last one. Because the monster movies are sick, dude. The monster movies are sick. And Kong? Okay, so how did it come out? What were the movies that came out? First, it was Godzilla. Then it was... <laughs> then it was Skull Island. And then it was uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. And then it was Kong versus Godzilla. And finally seeing those two big old beefy boys fight out in a trailer and also then a movie, which came out like a week ago or so, was badass. You know? Just two big boys fighting each other. Shooting the shit. Punching boys. You know? It was cool shit. That's what, uh... Oh my goodness. Excuse me. That's what my radio instructor, uh, not, not, uh, not, uh, John Council from, uh, school, but my radio instructor from, uh, from, uh, the station I work at, uh, Jesse Bruce. That's what he says. He says, that's some cool shit. And let me tell you, that was some cool shit. Some very, very cool shit. I'm going to pause real quick to, uh, like, I'm actually going to pause it so you don't have to wait anything. The pause just go blow my nose. Because I, I did say I'd have to do it eventually. And this is the time right here. So, I'll, uh, uh, you, won't, you won't notice a difference. But I will notice a difference because I will be living it. Okay, so. See, there we go. Much better now. I sound a lot different now, don't I? I feel like I do. Like, I'm talking more confidently. Also, I got to. How was I sitting before? I'm sitting in an upright position normally. I feel like before, when I was talking, I was sitting on my leg or something, so when I came back, my mic was a lot higher than what it should have been. So I was probably sitting on my leg, or maybe I was, I don't know. Weird. Hmm. But, anyway, uh, time to get into the, yeah, the meat and beans that we were talking about. Switching over to meat and beans. So, there's, there's very, uh, there's, it's free, by the way, so if anyone ever wants to go play it, you should definitely go play it, but the... The first visual novel I played, Katawa Shoujo, in my opinion, is also the best one I ever played. So, so here it is. Here it is. What is uh? What is Katawa Shoujo? So Katawa Shoujo, Katawa Shoujo, Katawa Shoujo, is a visual novel, obviously, but um, it's a visual novel made by a group of people on the web on the website uh, Reddit. Uh, because they all enjoyed visual novels, and they wanted to, uh, and they wanted to make a visual novel together. So they made a studio to make a visual novel, and they made it. And I'm pretty sure they're all Japanese, and they uh, made it in Japanese. But also at the same time, they paid for uh, translators to translate it into Russian, French, Italian, Spanish, English, and Mandarin. So, uh, they had, they're like a full-fledged, uh, self-serving team, you know, because they created it, they created a team, a studio, just to create this visual novel, you know, and they made no money off of it, mostly because, uh, it's a free game, you know, they just made it because they wanted to make it, and some of the translators, uh, they just helped out because they wanted to see it succeed, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really cool thing, like, they, they just made it because they wanted to make it, and people supported them, uh, people supported them and it's a such it's such a beloved game in the visual novel community let me tell you so what it's about uh so in japanese uh, shoujo means girl and uh katawa i think means disabled or disability or like stunted or something it's about um uh so your your character names is haiso 
H I S A O. Hiso. Hisao? Hiso. I, I, I've all, since I was 14, I've, pronoun- I've been pronouncing it Hiso. And uh, basically, at the start of it, he he's underneath. It's very stereotypical, also, by the way, the start of it. Is um he's underneath a cherry blossom tree and a girl that he likes is confessing her love to him, and he's like super excited. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get my first girlfriend, you know, and he starts having heart palpitations and he has a heart attack and he basically uh passes out and goes into a coma for like a week or something. And it turns out I forget what the disease is called, but he has a disease where he has a very weak heart and. If he gets too excited or too worked up or something, he could have a heart attack and, like, die. So that's what happens to him. So he gets sent to a school for other, like, disabled people where you can find acceptance among your peers because everyone's like you and no one will make fun of you. And that's what uh, the book is. You you make it's – it's a, it's a pick-a-path book, but it's also a, a romance novel where there are five girls uh, who are all disabled in their own way. You know, and uh, you get to choose which one you want to uh, marry. That's basically it. And uh, you get to you get to know these characters. And uh, yeah, so uh, so the characters make the game. Also, the music and the background scenery is fucking phenomenal. We'll get to that at the end, though. But the characters make the game in this visual novel. Also, the writing. The writing's really good, but that's also part of the studio and the shit that we'll talk about at the end. Basically, this visual novel is just really well put together. In my opinion, oh my gosh, it is so good. But, um, so this we're gonna go down in uh, the list of the way that in the series that I played them. Yeah, in the series that I played them. So, so there's five girls. That means there's five different routes you can take. Because in visual novels, they're like pick a path book, but once you choose which way you want to go, it's called a route. You know, it's like a different. It's a different uh, path. So there are five different routes. In this game, so um, I'll go, I'll be going over the routes in which the order I played them when I was fourteen. So uh, the first one is Emma. Also, each one is very different and important because it goes over each girl's story and their disability and their acceptance into who they are and uh, other stuff like that, which is also very cool and awesome. But uh, the first one is Emmy uh, Emmy Ibarazaki. Emmy Ibarazaki. She is some. Uh, she is um, a disabled girl, obviously, with the other ones, but she doesn't have any legs. Uh, and she does track, and she's the best runner on the team. So uh, her disability comes from she was in a car accident when she was younger, which uh, tore her legs off. But also in this car accident, uh, her dad was there, and her dad got hurt, obviously, but uh, he wasn't killed or anything in it. It was just him and her and her and her uh dad but uh when emmy was in the hospital recovering uh her dad was going to visit her one day because like she was still young and she was a young girl and she needed like a parent there to be with her you know and her mom works full-time and her dad does also but i guess but her mom was like busy at the moment so her dad was coming to visit her and on the way to visit her her dad got into a car accident and he died and so um that's where Emmy's story is about. It's about um, uh, learning to love someone again. Because honestly, because in in the game, she only loves her mom, and like she doesn't like to talk about her past or her dad because she has a guilty conscience. She's like, my dad died because of me, and if it wasn't for me, he would still be here. And 
if uh, if my if I still had legs, you know, she would still be here. That's basically her thinking, you know. So her story is about uh loving again and letting others uh, help her out uh once she's down and about because you know she doesn't let other people love her and the main character you Hiso, uh falls in love with this girl and like you tell her that you love her finally because you are you do date uh before this like you start dating and stuff and like two weeks into the relationship she starts pushing you away and stuff because she like can't accept you and uh, you're at her house with her mom and i remember this very vividly because i was out it was a tense scene and you're at his house with your mom and you ask the mom about it and she's like yeah she usually pushes her boyfriends away at this time so i never get to know them and then she talks about the accident and all that stuff and uh and then the next week at school you take uh, emmy up to the the rooftop where you usually eat lunch and she's still being shy and stuff and you just tell her that you love her and man it's such a good scene because when you tell her that you love her, she breaks down into tears and she starts bawling and crying and she's like, I love you too. And then yada, 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 you know, I'm sorry. I've been an asshole. I'm just scared to let people close to me because when the last person I loved, you know, died because it was my dad and yada, yada, yada. And, um, yeah, that's basically it is her, uh, learning to love again and acceptance. And at the end of it, at the end of the last scene for her route is she takes you to her dad's grave and so she can like say that she's changed and like this is the guy that helped me this is the man i love and all that fun stuff and man it's a it's a really good it's a really good scene i really love it it's it's so good but all of the routes are but emmy's emmy's holds a a good place in my heart because uh I did a blind playthrough, my first uh, I, my first playthrough, which means uh, I didn't look up any uh, guides or walkthroughs to help me know which choices to make. My first walkthrough, it was blind, and I ended up getting Emmy. So, to, so in my eyes, she's like she was like the one, like she's she's the special one in my eyes, like the the best character because uh, she was the she was the one that I got by default, you know. So, uh, for me, that one was special. But um, after that. Uh, who was up? Hanako was up next, right? And then we did Lily. No, Rin's up next. Rin, no. It's Emmy. I did Emmy, Rin, Hanako, Lily, Shizune. Okay, I just spoiled all the characters' names. So up next is Rin Tezuka, and her disability is that she has no arms. Uh, it doesn't really say how uh, she had no arms. It's It's just a birth defect, to be honest. She was just born with no arms, in my opinion. At least that's how I'm a. That's how I I see it. But uh, Bryn is special because um, uh, she's a painter, you know, and she paints with her feet, and she's a really good painter. But she uses her painting as a form of expression because if you talk to her in the game, she's like all gloomy and stuff, and and uh, she doesn't really like like she's not gloomy, but she's she's weird. She's definitely. She's all there, but like in a not. She's not. I'm not saying she's special, but she is like a specially minded person, you know. Uh, just the way she speaks, the way she thinks, and like the the paintings that they make. They're so elaborate. They're somewhat. I want to say they're like a, a mixture of um, uh, Picasso's cubism, but not to the point where. But not the fact that they were cubes. The fact that it's just a concophony of um, uh, colors and. Uh, and I also say in the style of Van Gogh, where, because, you know, Van Gogh painted, and it, 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 he has a very, like, peculiar way of painting, where, like, it's, it's a, it's a, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, 
like there's a background of blue but not it's not a solid blue like it'll be different tones of blue inside of it to where like one's lighter one's heavier yada 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 it's a very old school way of painting so that's where i that's where i'd say her she has a mixture of the it's the weird it's the weird it's the weird ways of of picasso but the but the style of van gogh it's very cool but um uh her her basic story is like not letting others uh uh, tell you what to do and uh, not having others' expectations hold yourself too high and just letting loose and chilling out. So, in Rin's story, she's a, a fabulous painter and um, uh, and um, uh, her teacher, the art teacher, wants her to just paint stuff and put it in a museum and an exhibit to sell and make money. And you never hear about her parents or anything because you know she's off and uh, she's off at um. Uh, at this at this school far away from home at least for her it's far away from home and so uh, the only real like peer she has is um uh, the art teacher and the art teacher just wants her to sell her stuff and like the art teacher sets her up with um uh, a manager for uh an art exhibit or an art what is it a, yeah an art exhibit where you can sell your paintings and like they start talking and stuff and uh she buys her and the art manager buys her studio and basically Rin stops going to school so you hi so you eventually show up to the studio at late at night and um uh Rin's just sitting there laying on the ground she's like I don't want to do this anymore this is boring I hate being told what I have to do you know I don't this isn't my passion you know she she loves painting but this isn't like the passionate way she wants to do it so that that's where you come in you like help her out you smoke you illegally smoke cigarettes to like ease the edge you know and you're just chilling but that's written it's like and then her end scene is uh uh she quits the art thing she just wants to finish school and you take her up a mountain into a into a uh, an opening at the top of the mountain where sunflowers grow because sunflowers are her favorite flower you learn that because she says it once because of her childhood or something and you take her to this uh, opening where sunflowers glow. And she's on the edge of the mountain with the wind blowing in her hair. And she just raises her arms. She, well, her little nubs. She raises her little nubs. And, like, uh, you see, like, um, uh, the long sleeve uh, part of the shirt where, like, no arm is anymore. Just flowing in the wind. And she looks back at you. And so you see her finally smile for the first time. And, man, that is a solid scene right there. That's, like, also a good ending scene. Oh my goodness. So after that we did uh so so far we did Emi uh, Ibarazaki, uh, Ren Tezuka, and now you go Hanako Ikazawa. Hanako Ikazawa, man. Also one of my favorites. I'd say probably my they're all really good. I don't like to rank them because it makes it seem like the fifth and fourth and third one aren't that good, but they're all really good. Uh, if I was to place them out of 100, they'd all be top five, but I'd not, I wouldn't place any of them in like seven or 10 just to like show how high, how just to show like the difference between them. They would all be like the top percentages. So, um, yeah, uh, Hanako Ikazawa, her disability isn't really a disability. It's more of a, it, it, well, it's a disability. Yeah. But her whole right side of her body is burned, uh, like it's burned. It's, it's scarred. So she was in a um, um she was in a house fire when she was little where in which she lost her parents and ever since then she's just been going to this school for her whole life you know living in the dorms and stuff like that but um uh, yeah uh she burned half her body in a house fire her parents died from it and 
current thing is uh, learn that others uh, don't see you as ugly and that she can be loved. Because she, she, she just sees herself as this ugly burn victim and she doesn't like think of herself as a human. So she closes herself off from other humans. And she has one friend, which we'll get into. Actually, we can get into right now. Her friend, Lily, uh, who we'll talk about up next. And she's her only friend because Lily is blind. That's her disability. So uh, Hanako's only friend is Lily because she doesn't uh, like how she looks. So she befriended Lily because she can't see. So like, she, you know, it's, there's no, there, there's obviously like, you know, uh, you you see where she would find comfort in that. But Hanako's uh, thing is that she's ugly. She voids herself from human contact. And I remember there's a scene because um, uh, you make friends with some people in this school. And um, uh, Emmy and no, not Emmy, but uh, Hanako is in your classroom and in Hanako's route, when you're trying to get to know her, you team up with her for a school project. And, like, you guys are talking and stuff because you guys are friends. And you invite some of your other friends over to your desk to help out with the project. And that's when Hanako breaks down. She, like, breaks down. She just stares at her desk. And, like, she doesn't move an inch. And then she just flees the room after, like, five minutes. And it's really tense because, you know, she she doesn't, like, talk to other people besides, you know, the three people that she talks to. And it was just a really tense scene, but... Hers is basically learning that she's not a freak and that she can be loved and her burns don't define her. Her scars don't define her. It's like how she really is. And she's a really nice person and all that stuff. Just a really quiet person who hasn't had like much contact because she doesn't want others to think she's a monster and stuff like that. Very sad. Very sad. She's also really cute. Also, there's a scene. Uh, you take her out on a date and she doesn't really want to be there. So uh, you take her. you take her to a bar a very dimly shaded bar that isn't very popular, but you take her to the back section where billiards are being played and no one's there. And you just play billiards with her for like an hour because no one else is there. So no one can see her and she has a fun time, but that's besides the point. And I remember the last scene for her is some, uh, you told her that you loved her and she completely shuts you out. And, um, uh, you, you go and see her walking on the streets one day, and you confront her, and you tell her that you love her again, and she just falls to her knees, and she starts crying, and you hug her, and she's like, oh my gosh, this guy actually, he actually loves me, so she hugs you back, she just starts crying, she's like, I'm sorry, I shut you out, yada, 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 I just didn't know anyone could love me, and it came to her as a shock to me, yada, 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 end scene, end scene is, um, uh, is that happening, but the last picture frame, is um, uh, them hugging, and it shows her her non-burnt side, and she's smiling. So the last scene is shown as those two hugging, human to human, in Hanukkah's eyes, no burns at all, which is very nice and sweet. Very nice ending for uh, a sad girl. Probably one of the saddest. Actually, they're all pretty sad, to be honest. They're all pretty depressed. I mean, they're all disabled, so, like, you know. Not saying that defines a person at all, because no, I fight, I fight, I'm very much uh, an advocate for the opposite of that ever since I've read this. But uh, that's why they're portrayed in the in this uh, media, in this specific media, not all in visual novels, but this one visual novel media. It's to pull at your heartstrings. That's how you get sales while this game is free. It's how you get people to play your content. Pull at their heartstrings, you know? Heartstrings will do a motherfucking thing. But... Um, up next, we have Lily, Lily Sato. And I said earlier, she's blind, you know, she's blind. She can't see shit. Uh, I'm sorry, that was rude. She, she, she can't see shit. She can't see anything. Um, and uh, 
her her thing is that you just help her realize that she doesn't need to follow her parents' path because um uh, she's a rich girl. She is a rich girl and um um and she's blind and she's following this path blindly that her parents want her to take because they're like babying her, but also at the same time she's like seventeen years old. Uh also in this it's that it's in, in the book it's the last year of high school. You're all like seventeen, eighteen, and you graduate in a few months. But um for her, for Lily Sato, she's like doesn't want to follow the path of her parents that she's blindly walking, most literally blindly walking, uh, because they want her to take over the company and fortune when they get old and they can't do it anymore. And her is helping her realize that she doesn't have to do that. You know, she can define her own self in this world because um uh, the last scene is she's going to an airport to leave the country because her parents are for like France or something. And they want her to take over the company and go to college over there. And you stop her at the airport and tell her not to. And you're like, I'll be here for you. We can live together and yada, yada, yada. And they eventually have a family after at the end of this scene. But this is the last scene. And she's like, yada, 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 you know, this one isn't as emotional as the others, but she does cry and she's like, thank you, I really need to hear that, you know, I don't want to do this and I want to do my own thing. So that's Lily, that's Lily, it's very nice, very nice story, but um, the last one that we played, uh, where did I write it down? Okay, I'm sorry, it, it was blending in with the rest of the text, it was blending in with the rest of the text. The last one is Shizune Hakamachi, Shizune uh, people call her in the within the Karawa Shoujo uh, community Shitzune because uh, many people don't like her as a character. But I like her as a character. She's a good character. They just don't like her because like uh, she's kind of a pompous bitch. But that's just because we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. So Shizune Hakamachi. Um, uh, she is a deaf. She is deaf and mute. So she cannot hear and she cannot communicate. So she she does sign language. She knows sign language. She does that. She does that uh, American Sign Language ASL, but this is set in Japan, so JSL, I guess. I don't know what the correct term of Japanese sign language is, but I'm gonna say it JSL. Uh, but yeah, she is a deaf and mute, and her whole thing is living your life while you can because uh, she's again. Her and Lily are cousins. They come from the same rich family. They're cousins. And she's very much been told what to do in her life. And, like, she's been set restrictions because of her parents. And her parents very much so think she's a little girl and she can't handle herself, which isn't true at all. So her whole thing is, like, living your life to the fullest while you're still young and, you know, thrivable. And, um, uh, yeah, so you and her do risque things. Like, you sneak into the school at night, you skip school, you go fishing, you go on vacations and stuff like that. But it's just having fun because you're both A-class students, so it doesn't really matter if you're not there or not. But um, her her interpreter, she has an interpreter because, you know, she's deaf and mute, so she can't hear people. So she has an interpreter sign, sign language to her so they can communicate. And her, her interpreter's name is Shina Mikado, and uh, nickname, nickname's Mina, Mina. Or Sheena. I'm, I'm pretty sure her nickname's Mina. Mina. I'm just going to call her Sheena. Cause that's her, no, her nickname is Sheena, I think. I forget. It's, it's been it's been seven years since I played. Sorry, I don't fucking remember, man. Cut me some slack. Cut, cut a brother some slack. You know? But Sheena, uh, she is not a route in the game. But, um, uh, and here you do help her also. Because she's very... She's very highly connected to Shizune, and they will be together for life. You know, they will be friends for life, and they will always probably live together because, you know, she is her one interpreter that she's had her whole life. 
And she's also at this school with her also. She has nothing wrong with her. I should say that also. She's just a girl that knows sign language that helps out Shizune. And uh, Sheena's uh, thing is accepting yourself because uh, Sheena is a lesbian, which is awesome, you know, acceptance. And um, uh, let's get some diversity in our cast. But Sheena's a lesbian, and uh, she seems ashamed with it because she doesn't know how people will uh, react to her. And she's fallen in love with Shizune, and she's loved her for, like, three years now. And she doesn't know how to live with herself, so... Uh, and she doesn't know if Shizune will be her friend still if she tells her all this. And with Sheena, you just help her accept herself and you help her confess to Shizune that she's a lesbian. And you're all friends still at the end. And um, and you do date Shizune, but at the end, you know, you sort of mutually cut ties off because you graduate in the last scene. For This is also why people don't really like Shizune's route is because it's the one girl route where you don't um, uh, stay with her at the end. So the last route for Shizune, or the last scene for Shizune is um, uh, you all graduate and you all talk about uh, being friends for life and going your own separate ways, but eventually you guys will all come back together and you'll still be friends and you'll catch up. You'll, and you'll do this every so often. So the last scene for her is you all raise your hands in the air. You, you all raise your right hands into the air like the three musketeers. Because that's a reference that was made about you three for the throughout the whole story was that you three were the, the were the three musketeers. So the last scene for you guys is accepting your friendship, saying that you all love each other and you'll all be friends for life, and raising a closed fist into the air like the Undertaker does at WrestleMania, and symbolizing three musketeers and friendship for life, which is pretty. It's pretty nice. It's pretty cute, but. Again, I understand why people don't like it because it's the one, she's the one girl that like you have to cut ties with because you're all going your own separate ways and you're not just going to stay with her forever, which is pretty unfortunate, but also at the same time, you know, it's like you guys are only 18, you still have your whole life ahead of you. Maybe they get back together when they're all done with college and they all live together as a happy family. Who knows? Not me because the, there's no sequel or anything. That's it. That's the whole game. Uh, here we go, flipping over my paper now, because that that that's the whole front side of this paper. Like that's that's it. Here we go to the back side. Back side's not full, but it's a solid seventy five percent full also. So, um, so obviously in this game you meet other main characters or minor characters. Like there's the librarian that you meet. There's your doctor that you meet. You meet Lily's older sister. You meet Shizune's uh brother. You meet uh Shizune's dad, who is Lily's uncle. Uh. You meet um, a, a girl who is also a track runner, but she's missing a hand. Her name's Aki, and you meet uh, you meet a bunch of people. But the the main I just got a notification on my computer. Hold on, let me close out of that. <laughs> uh, but the main uh, other cast member that you meet, his name is Kenji Seto. Not like not really Delilly Sato, but his name has an E in it instead of an A. He's Kenji Seto. And Kenji, oh my gosh, Kenji is probably the most crazy, he's, okay, so Kenji, he is, he's, just, he's, le he's legally blind, like, he's legally blind, he's not actually blind, you can still see, but he is legally blind, because everything's f blurry and fuzzy to him, so he can't really see, he's also a bit of, like, a, a schizophrenic, schizophrenic, he's a paranoid person also, He's a little bit crazy. He 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 constantly talks about like aliens and like protecting yourself from women who are aliens and they're the devil's creation. He doesn't want to be seduced by them and stuff. And it's he's he's a comic relief character. Let me tell you that. But 
he's also your best friend because he lives in the dorm across from yours. So you constantly see him. But he's your best friend that you make. He's your best guy friend, I should say. He's your best guy friend that you make through your tenure here. And dude. And he just wants someone to be his friend for them. He, Kenji just wants someone to be his friend because everyone else has pushed him aside because they just see him as this weird kid. But you but you actually talk to him because you don't know all that about him at the start. And now you're, you just slowly become best friends with him, you know. And that's all he really wanted is a best friend. But man, man, let me tell you, there is a scene. There's a scene with Kenji where um, uh, you're talking to him. And the conversation starts to die down. And this is the first time you see him take off his glasses. You take off his gla- He takes off his glasses. And he has, he has such dark eyes. So many bags. So much darkness under his eyes. That you can tell that he doesn't sleep at all. Like he sleeps one hour, maybe two every day. And he just looks depressed. And once he takes off his eyes, he talks to you normally. He's like, man... Life sucks sometimes, and he just starts getting really depressed, and he talks to you and stuff, and it's just really sad, because, you know, he takes off his glasses, and you see his weakness, and he talks about how he hates how he can't see and stuff, and you're like, everything's good, man, like, you're my friend, uh, I love you, you're like a brother to me, and he's just like, yada, 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 and then he puts back his glasses on, and he goes back to his normal crazy self, which, dude... I think it's funny because Kenji is a funny, very funny comic relief character. But the moment he shows that he's human when he takes off his glasses, oh my gosh, dude. That, like, that makes a brother well up and, like, start to start to tear up, man. That's sad stuff. That's some sad shit. Showing that you're human because so far he's been, like, this is more immortal guy that's just paranoid. But you take off your glasses, take off the facade of who you are take off the skin of your fakeness and underside you see show your true colors man like damn 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 that was heavy hitting kenji seto but uh yeah that's all the characters besides you you know hisao haiso nikai haiso nikai haiso hi hi so how are you doing today that's how I always pronounce it, hi, so. Um, but this was the stepping stone for me, visual novel-wise. This was the uh, this was the first visual novel I played, so this was the stepping stone. This is the one that opened the... Excuse me. This was the... Excuse me again, oh my god. This is the one that opened those pearly white gates and flooded me with the knowledge of visual novels that led me down this dark and illustrious path of where I sit at a computer and I read for hours on end every single day when I have free time. It is a crazy life. I do not recommend it, but I digress, you know, but, um, so now we get to the studios. So the studio that made it is called four leaf studios. Uh, and they also compute composed all the music for it. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh my god. I feel like mucus in my throat, so I'm just trying to clear it. But I probably won't get it done. But um uh, <clears throat> So Four Leaf Studios, they composed all the music for it. Side tangent, Music Box Studios put all their music up for free on YouTube in a in a playlist. So what did I do when I was 14 and I pirated a lot of shit illegally? I burnt this onto a CD and I have like 3 CDs of this full soundtrack. 
in my room and I listen to it still sometimes because it is so goddamn good. It's just orchestra music, but it's really good. It's so good orchestra music, dude, you know? It is really good. So Four Leaf Studios is the is the studio that made it, you know, it's the it's the group of redditors that uh just came together and decided to make it and they're like, "Hey, you guys, you guys want to make a game about disabled girls and acceptance and, like, loving yourself? And everyone was like, dude, fuck yeah. That's tight as fuck, bro. Like, why wouldn't we want to do that? So they just did it. But, yeah, uh, that's it. For these studios, this is their one-shot game. This is the one game they made, and then they never made another game. And they probably won't ever make it. But um, uh, there is a successor to um, uh, to Katawa Shoujo. Uh, uh, what is it called? I forget what it's called. But um, uh, hold on. What is it called for a second? It's called Full Hearts. There we go. I didn't even have to didn't even have to look it up. It's called Full Hearts, I remember. Full Hearts. Full Hearts is the is the spiritual successor to um uh, Katawa Shoujo. Because it's not a direct sequel and it's not in the same universe or anything. It's just by a it's by a new company called Music Box Studios. This time they're English based, because the game's really popular in, in America in English speaking countries. But Music Box Studios is English-based, and they're a spiritual successor to Katawa Shoujo, where they go over basically the same topics, just with, like, different girls and different disabilities and all that stuff. Not at all related, different company and everything, just a spiritual successor, but I've been following them since, like, 2016, and it seems like it's it's a good project so far. And, um, uh, yeah, I have something else written down. It says, it says P-I, I don't know what the next word is, a L I N G and me pickling in me pixeling in me. I don't know what that means. Pickling and me picketing in me picketing in me. What does that word say? Picketing and me. Either way, uh, Full Hearts Music Box Studios. I'm in their Discord. Let's see what the let's see what the most recent update for them is. Discord Music Box Studios announcements. Uh. Last year, September 23rd, new website, new music, and new art. Check it out, musicboxgames.net. Hell yeah. But yeah, I've been following this uh, very closely because it, I think it's a good project, you know. It's just, again, this is just a bunch of guys who are getting together. No money at all. Not getting paid for this. Uh, and they're just making something that they want, which is which is really cool, you know. It's badass. It's very, it's um. Uh, motivating you know it's very motivating and it's very um uh it's um uh what's the word uh motivating uh it gives you like it gives you um uh what is it called what am i thinking of it gives you um uh hope no it gives you it gives you the thrive to create something yourself that's not what I was looking for, but that's what just came into my head. It gives you the thrive of wanting to create something yourself because these guys are creating something so big just for the fun of it. You know, it gives you the thrive of wanting to create something yourself. But uh, that's all on Katawa Shoujo today. You know, I feel like I talked enough about visual novels. I feel like I talk about enough about visual novels just in general, to be honest. But I mean, hey, it's like the one media that I know the most about because I think I've spent the most time in it right next to you know tv and then anime and then movies visual novels i've like spent so much time in throughout my life so of course it's normal for me to know so much about them because i fucking for like three years of my life it's all i did for eight hours a day was read them but oh my gosh let me adjust my contacts real quick they're getting a little dry i gotta wrap this up soon but um uh, oh 
also a visual novel update. <clears throat> I don't know where this will go in the timeline uh, of my other updates, but uh, last thing I remember doing, not that I remember talking about, the last thing I remember doing, like personally, was I'm um, uh, looking into the looking into the um, uh, um, animation programs. You know, I talked about Koi in my opening. I talked about Koi Katsu Party to animate, but make it look more. Uh, anime related but i also found um uh, i found two other animation programs also it's called daz 3d uh that lets you create models and use your own models and stuff which is um uh, which is a more realistic which is a more realistic um uh, a 3d modeler creator thing and then the other one's called blender that's the one i was talking about earlier also that i couldn't figure out blender it's also a very good realistic one. This one's like semi more cartoony. It's more like cartoon based, whereas um, a Daz 3D is more hyper realism. But this, but Blender still has its realistic features. But these were the other two. Um, uh, these were the other two uh, programs I was talking about alongside Koikatsu Party, that I wouldn't, that I still need to choose. Um, uh, which one I want to animate for for my visual novel, you know. So um, I'm still learning, leaning towards Koikatsu Party because it seems the most user friendly, and I just like the art style of it. But uh, honestly, I, I will definitely look and maybe I'll do a combination of three. That's how we differentiate characters is they'll be in different. Oh, I don't think you can mix files like that. Never mind. It wouldn't make sense to do it like that. I'll have to look into it even more. Also, see to the extent because I want to like include aliens and monsters and like uh these all these cool creatures not not like aliens and monsters in the badwood but i want to like create alternate life forms where it's a big uh, world where everyone's accepting of being different and shit like that but i'll have to see which of those um programs has the most support for um uh, uh everything besides just humans so i'll have to look into that and i'll give you guys an update but um uh, that's it for this one uh calling card time uh ready for it here we go <laughs> i hate doing it i think it's super cringe having an opening and outing card a call but i mean hey you gotta do it you gotta do it i mean everyone fucking does it um so yeah i'll do it how does mine go again i always forget the opening i've kind of nailed down now but the ending i always forget it's um uh, okay ready for it? i'm gonna bing it <clears throat> thank you for listening to this episode of sharp talks as always i'm your epic and cool host sharpie also known as mateo and this has been me signing off talking about visual novels. Ready for it now? Signing off.